We are the future. We are the sound. We are the future. And we won't stand down. Bear the Truth represents the children's voice on racial, social, and environmental issues around the world. We are a group of moms who felt compelled to find a way to add to the voices shouting change and to begin the difficult conversation that will teach a new generation that things cannot be the way they have been. Welcome to the Bear the Truth podcast. My name is Diana, your host, along with Sabea. Today we are joined by Brittany Gilliam, and if you don't know her story, Brittany was taking her 6-year-old daughter, 12-year-old sister, and her nieces, 17 and 14, to get their nails done in Aurora, Colorado, when police saw their car in the parking lot and mistakenly identified their vehicle as stolen. This resulted in the police pulling out their guns on Brittany and her family, and today she is going to share her experience with us. Hi, Brittany. Thank you for joining the Bear the Truth podcast. We want to thank you so much for joining us today and express our sincerest condolences to you and your family regarding this entire ordeal. A trip to the salon with your sister, nieces, and daughter ended up being a very traumatic experience for all of you. Walk us through that day. Yes. So I was taking my nieces and my daughter and my little sister to the nail salon. But the particular one that we had went to is just directly down the street from our house. And when we had got there, um, I made my niece had get out of the car. My oldest niece got out of the car and like, hey, go check and see if that nail salon is open. She probably got out of the car and she went like halfway and she seen that it was closed. And then she got back in the car. And she was like, no, it's not open. So we like, you know, was just sitting in the car. My niece had her legs kicked up and everything like that. So we all just chilling in the car looking for other places to go. And so while you were sitting there looking for another nail salon to go to, is that when a random guy said from a distance, don't worry, I'm recording, and you saw the cop, and he was pulling his gun at you? And so what did the cop say to you in that moment? Telling us, like, you know, to put our hands out the window. And so then when we put our hands out, out, out the window, like, you know, he started making us trying to get out one by one. And so my oldest niece, she was getting out the vehicle. But then I told her, like, no, hey, no, don't get out the vehicle because, you know, we don't know what he's talking about or what's going on. Like, you know, he hasn't told us what the reason why, like, you know, what's going on. So by now, my niece is screaming because there's another officer on the other side that got her gun drawn. So then they proceed to tell my niece and them to get out the vehicle. So then, like, you know, my niece get out the vehicle, and then it was my little sister, and then it was my niece, Tiriana, the 14-year-old, and then it was my daughter that got out last. So then when we had got out, they made um made them, when they got out, they made them lay on the ground. And then, like, you know, then they had asked me to get out, but right before I got out, I asked them again, like, you know, what's the reason for this? He kept saying, like, the vehicle is stolen. The vehicle is stolen. The vehicle is stolen. And I was like, this vehicle. I was like, my sister vehicle is stolen. The vehicle I'm driving is stolen. And so he was like, he was like, yeah, like, you know, it's a stolen report for you right now. I, I, he's like, I got it. I can prove it. And I was like, you know, well, you're going to have to prove me wrong. You're going to have to prove me wrong. Like, you know, that this vehicle is stolen. So like me and him just going back and forth. And so then like, you know, he told me get out. And then I get out, like, you know, then he told me like, you know, walk towards him. So then I start continuing to walk towards him. And then, like, you know, he said, get on your knees. So then I get on my knees, but then he kept saying, like, you know, I can't see your hands. I can't see your hands. But it's, like, right, my hands are, like, right in front of, like, you know, in front of my knees. 
So then I, you know, I put my hands up more. So I slammed my hand on concrete. Like, you can't see my hands. Like, there's no reason why you can't see my hands. Like, you know, I don't have nothing on me. Like, you keep saying that this vehicle is stolen. You haven't checked nothing. Like, you know, no registration, no license, anything to verify that this vehicle is stolen. So then he was just like, you know, um, well, I'm going to handcuff you and everything like that. But then I looked to my side and I seen they started to handcuff the kids. So then, uh, you know, the kids are crying and kids are screaming and everything like that. And so they, um, it's like three officers over them and there's two officers over me. So then he proceeded to take me to the police vehicle but with the kids crying and screaming. I start walking towards them. As I, I mean, as a parent, like, you know, I'll just start directly going towards them. Like, you know, listen, and I start yelling at the other cops, like, don't touch them, don't touch them. Like, you know, don't keep your hands off my damn kids. Like, don't touch them. You have no reason to be touching them. Like, why you got cuffs on them? Why you have a gun on them? These kids, for Christ's sake, like, the whole time I've been repeating, like, these are kids. Do you understand that? And he's like, well, this vehicle is stolen. This vehicle is stolen. So then, like, you know, he tried to proceed to put me in the police vehicle. And I was just like, no, I'm not getting in. And then he's like, well, you know, well, I'm going to have to escort you, ma'am. So he grabbed my arm. And I was like, you don't have to do anything. Don't touch me. I can perfectly walk perfectly fine. I have complied with you. These kids have complied with you. You have no reason. You have not verified anything, and you still continue on the route that you're going. And he was like, "Well, we're gonna." He's like, "We're gonna keep verifying everything." He's like, "He's like, we're gonna do it my way." So then, him and another officer led me to the police vehicle and put me in the police vehicle. But then, like you know, so I was sitting in there for like some time, and then like you know, out of nowhere. The dispatcher, he kept like checking and everything like that, checking like the license plate reader and everything like that, like as he was going to come back stolen. Then I know where the a dispatcher tells him, like you know, well you got the wrong vehicle. It's clear. And they didn't and, ask you for any. They didn't ask you for your proof of insurance or your license or any of that. They yeah, just immediately they, pulled you guys out of the car. Yep. They did not ask for anything. They did not verify anything. Even afterwards, they never once verified anything. So do you feel that you guys were profiled because you guys were just sitting inside the, the parking lot? I mean, looking for another place to go to get your nails done? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Because and I, and I hate to say it, I don't like to put it on race. But had that been a white family, you would never have did it like that. You would have treated it as a regular traffic stop. Right. And you guys were already stopped, parked in the parking lot. You guys was already parked. Like, I mean, the vehicle is off. The, like, you know, the windows are already rolled down. We, like, really was just kicked back, chilling, looking for a different place to go. And, like, you know, we've been there for, like, five minutes. So that's why it was a shock that he came behind us. And we just like, you know, you stole a vehicle, basically. Yeah. So how long did the whole process take like from when they started and handcuffing the children how long were the kids handcuffed on the floor 12 to 15 minutes wow 12, i want to say 12 to 15 minutes because the video the first video i and i'm just going to be honest i have not watched another in the videos but the woman jenny she stated in the video they was on the floor the whole entire time and that video lasted for 12 minutes but she started recording right after they got handcuffed, a little bit after they got handcuffed. Have the kids seen the video? No, they don't want to watch it. Neither do I. Yeah. And then um, when you guys were released, what was the conversation like in the car on the way home? It was silent. 
it was no conversation whatsoever. I, I think all of us were shocked and we was in the process. Everybody had an attitude. It's just like we was just rubbed the wrong way completely. And prior to prior to this all happening, what was the climate like towards the police officers in your guys' home or towards police in general towards your guys' home? I mean, I'm sure this this experience has definitely impacted how you guys feel about police, but prior to all of this happening, did you guys already have some type of, you know, ill to um ill towards them? No. No. Because like, you know, just like we never came in contact with well, I came in contact with plenty of police officers and everything like that. Not, not all cops are the same. Right. But they specifically, even with the whole Elijah McClain situation, I can't go based off that and I can't give my thoughts and feelings because I was not there. Yeah. I, I don't know anything about the story and I'm not going to act like I do know anything about the story. And I can't let somebody else shape and like shape and form, force me to hate the police because of something that, like, you know, I had no business that I don't know nothing about. Did right. his story come to your mind as you were going through this? Oh, yes. yes, very. Yes, yes. The George flood, it's like, you know, it it put me in a pot, in the same pot as them. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you came across, they came across a Black family, and like, you know, they just went, go. Like, you know, and it, I don't think they understand that at any point it could end dangerously. But they made it seem like, you know, it was a hostile situation. They keep making it seem like, you know, it's a hostile situation. Like, you know, we we just we just seen a hostile we just seen hostile people in a vehicle. How the hell you know we was hostile? We it's four kids and adults sitting in a vehicle. And it's like even when the kids got out, I thought like, you know, the route of it gonna change. It never changed. It stayed the same the whole time. And it was like five different officers. You could have changed any one of those officers could have changed the route, but not one of those five officers asked for anything like license or anything. Did they and apologize? Then, huh? Did they apologize to you guys after all of this happened? Two hours after the fact, they apologized, but they only apologized to the two kids they handcuffed. Oh, man. But the two kids, and then nobody wanted to accept the apology. I mean, a lieutenant and a sergeant did like you know apologize to me but this was like already like an hour and a half after effect everything that happened this was because i was telling them like you know i'm still going to file a complaint and everything like that like you know that's ridiculous absolutely and have you spoken to your children or all the kids about how to handle all of this attention because i'm sure you guys are getting a lot of attention behind this this is something that's definitely yeah not only your your family but the culture and and my family and i'm not even related to you guys and sabaya's family we have been impacted by this tremendously yeah i can yeah. feel it it's, de it's devastating because like you know just like i was telling the kids and like you know telling a lot of different people like you know when they first start doing this they kept ident identifying me as a black girl <laughs> with four right. kids right like we didn't have like we not people like we didn't have like you know like we're any different from anybody else it's like that's even like you know even aapd they they identified as black girls like you know just like we didn't have no like you're not Brittany, you're right. just a black girl. You're just a, just a black girl. Black, like, you know, black. Yeah. Yeah. That's so happened to be driving and like, you know, minding my business. It's just like to be identified as just that, like, you know, like I don't like we don't need so much more is devastating. And those kids realize that, like, you know, they like, you know, 
Well, when I grew up, I wonder who they gonna identify me as a little black girl that was in a vehicle when a police put a gun on you. And I keep thinking, because your six-year-old daughter, I have a two-year-old, and he speaks to me. And so how do you undo that psychological damage as a parent that basically told these children, like, I can do this to you, and this is what your life is worth? You know, like, how do you undo that? Because it's not true. You can't. You can't. And, And that's the bad thing about it. Like, you know, no matter how many times you try to change it, like, you know, just like I told my daughter and my nieces, like, you know, you can't let this, what happened Sunday, shape you and force you into a way, a person that you're not. Right. And what you think about all cops and everything like that. You can't do that. But at the same time, it's hard because now that they have experienced that and they have seen that within themselves and just for them being young at the age that they are, they're going to always think that if I get pulled over by the cops, I'm going to die. I'm going uh, a gun going to be held at me. Uh, just like all they're going to think all the bad things that don't need to be thought of. And your your 14-year-old niece was quoted saying that it's like they don't care. Who am I going to call when my life is in danger? It's like how do you how do you respond to that? It's it's I can't I can't respond to that because it's like, you know, at the same time she's true who can we call when you just like openly like he mistakenly identified everyone that was in that car as a criminal you treated everyone as a criminal you dehumanized dehumanized us in the worst way possible and of course you're taking legal action rightfully so i mean that was definitely unjust um what do you think needs to happen to to change these behaviors or, or like, what do you, what do you feel personally going through this experience? What needs to happen within the departments to, to change their perception or change people's perception of them and their reputation? They just need to do, have better procedures and policies and, you know, protocol and to change that and get better training because it's like, you know, the whole time, any it don't matter who I spoke with, the sergeant, lieutenant, and the chief of police, no matter how many times I spoke with them or anything like that, that particular day, they all still was trying to justify the fact that, oh, they worked out of good faith. They did it out of good faith. And so then, like, you know, it's just, it's just contradicting. Yeah, they're just trying to... They're trying to justify, continue to justify yes. their behaviors, but I mean, it clearly shows. We see video. I'm, I'm, I know you haven't seen it, but a lot of people have seen it, and it's mm-hmm. clearly unjust what they did to you, especially having four children in the car and your six-year-old daughter who doesn't even probably fit in the handcuffs to put her on the ground, and you're, it's, it's just very traumatic experience, and I don't even see how they can justify that personally. Yeah, they, they, but they was trying to justify it. They was just like, you know, just like the lieutenant sergeant was trying to explain to me, like, you know, why I asked him, why, why the kids are in handcuffs and everything like that? He said, well, you know, we do that because it's protocol and that um, at any time a child can become irate, a hostile, or try to run. And I said, but none of those circumstances was here, that to here today. When that, like, you know, it, in this situation, none of the circumstances circumstances arise none of them kids was trying to run was none of them um, violent or hostile 
and wasn't none of them erect. They were scared. They were terrified. Right. And that's and, really what happens in the black community when, when sadly, you know, when they're confronted with authority. Um, it has nothing to do necessarily with guilt, more so than fear that's going to happen. You know. Well, we really thank you for taking the time to share your story with us. Um, we, as a part of Bear the Truth, we want to make sure that these types of incidents get heard so that we can figure out what we need to do to stop these things from happening, especially for our children. We're moms ourselves, and we don't want these instances to happen. And if when they do happen, we need to bring attention to them so that we can see what we need to do, bring awareness to this stuff, because it is wrong. We have to do something, especially as mothers, to try and figure out what can be done because we need we need some type of policing we need some type of protection but if we can't depend on those police that are in our neighborhoods that are in our communities then where do we turn yes that's true so where um where the children uh now your your sister and uh her children is everybody uh, they are they, yeah yeah do they talk so. to Thing about with their friends or do you are you allowing social media uh, with them no, i allow them to be on social media but anytime they like come across they're not going to watch the videos or anything like that okay, they they, they already it's not that i told them not to right but right. they don't want to they don't want to they as they feel strongly as about it as me just like they stated like you know today like you know it's not the like you know mistake that they made it's the fact that like you know what forever be in our minds will always be the screams that you hear on that video yeah you were victimized by your own police and community and it's it's something that's gonna take a long time to overcome and therapy possibly mm -hmm. just to overcome this when when these children grow up um they don't they're not going to want this for this, their families i'm sure it affected you in a tremendous way and you're at a point where you can't you don't know what to do because it's affected you in the same type of way um it's just a very very terrible experience and we really appreciate you sharing our story and if we can ever do anything as especially us as moms uh, we are here and we just want to make sure that we can do whatever we can to make sure stuff like this doesn't well, happen. How can we help you today in a practical way? I just need the message to be heard. Like, you know, this, this has to stop. Like, you know, and it's like, you know, it's sadly to say that Elijah McClain and George Flood, all the people died off just police brutality alone. But if it don't get out and get hurt, it's go it's never going to end. It's never going to stop. That's the whole reason why I'm fighting. That's the whole why reason why I took legal action. Because at first, I was just going to, you know, let it go. But then when I spoke with the sergeant lieutenant, I was just like, you know what? You're like just pompous a-holes. And you guys don't care. And you're just trying to justify the fact that what their officers did is right. And... Thank you for letting me know that because it's like let me know that you don't feel sorry you don't you don't have you don't have not one ounce of genuine heartfelt apology coming out of you it's it's just basically a lie and i don't want that 
Well, you know, sorry again for this and, and thank you. And we're here. If there's anything we could ever do to connect you with our community and our connections, we want to amplify your voice and your story. Okay, thank you. We are the future, and we won't stand down.